What's up, family? Welcome back to the Stop Sinking Show, where we work to shift past our minds that keeps us in struggle and lean more on the parts that get us into flow, where we go from struggle to flow. I've discovered a pattern in my life, one that I recently got more clarity on that I can now see differently than how I was positioning it in my mind before. The knowledge of this shift in positioning is slight and subtle, but overly weighted in its impact. And I'm excited to reshare what I learned from a recent podcast and share how it connects to me personally. And for some reason... I get this feeling this might also be a pattern or dynamic in other people's lives because our tendency as humans is to avoid pain and to optimize for least painful. And that fundamental idea is the center of each of the behaviors I'm going to speak to you about, avoiding pain and optimizing for least painful. For some background on my natural emotional state and motives, if you've never listened to an episode... What I value most in life is having options. Never being or feeling constrained or in a headlock to anything. That is my primary driver. It has shaped the amount of effort I've put into my life, the seriousness with which I take every commitment, because you have the most options when you are the best steward of everything in front of you. And that in itself makes you bigger than it. I mean, let's think about it. If you perform 80% as the excellence required for your job or duty, can you really say you're bigger than it and ready for the next level? It's the similar idea built into dress for the job you want, not for the job you have. Operate, work, show up for the job you want, not for the job you have. Do more than what you are paid to do and eventually you will be paid to do more. And then eventually, as you continue this commitment to excellence, there won't be enough money and vision in the pockets of people trying to pay you and contain you. And you will have to go out and venture into that expansion yourself. And I'm putting emphasis on this because this taking ownership, this being the best steward of everything in front of you so you are bigger than it, this is not circumstantial. This is not what happens to me. There is no responsibility or blame you can hold to anything outside of you when you operate from this. That's why I'm putting emphasis on it. You and only you, with your actions and commitment, can provide for yourself with more options, this primary driver of mine. And that is by being and positioning yourself to operate and show up in decidedly heading towards bigger and better. You making that decision by the way you operate in your behaviors. And then no one and nothing can hold you back when you operate with that force. Which is how I accomplish my goal of the primary motive that I mentioned. Because that delivers me with more options that no one or nothing can hold back. Because I am bigger than anything because of the way that I'm a steward of it. I position myself there 
and you can't stop it. This goes deep, but it is built into every aspect of me. And not just to deliver results selfishly for myself, but for other things as well. And what I mean by that is I am so sick physically when I think about the constraints that a person can be put in. When I imagine situations and people being holden to and constricted by circumstances that we find ourselves in. For example, jobs and lives that we create for ourselves that we now feel we're too far in and committed to and it's too late to change or it's too risky to quit and try something else because of the possible consequences to my family. Those constraints that we get holding to or even situations I've witnessed in the world that I can't necessarily hold the person accountable for starting or creating such as poverty or the lack of inherent options just based off of birth and upbringing. But if you listen to the last five minutes, you won't be surprised when I tell you, you may even think I'm insensitive, but you won't be surprised and it shouldn't surprise you that I believe that even though despite the circumstance, whether created or found into by birth, that the onus of the options we have is still an operation of creation through our own efforts. Are some people born with more privilege and option than others? Of course, the world is unfair, reality is brutal, and I make no excuse for it. But that doesn't mean, regardless of where you start out, that you cannot end up somewhere. And that is up to you. Now, despite knowing that it is up to the actual individual in their immediate circumstance to act from this position of power, because I am so sick by this, this feeling, I say all this as it being included as a part of my own primary driver. That despite knowing that it is still up to the individual, my goal in life and how sick the lack of options makes me And despite, again, knowing that no one else can step in or be held responsible for the lack of abundance or options any given individual ultimately has, it is up to that person and that person only. Despite knowing that, because I am so sick by that feeling and it makes me sick to my stomach. Despite knowing that, because I am still so sick to my stomach by the lack of options and how that feels because I care about it so much that I want no one else to ever feel like that either. And I never want anyone in the world to ever feel that sick feeling of being stuck in a headlock and not knowing what the next thing to do is. I never want anyone to ever feel their only choice is to play the hand that they are dealt passively. Because I so passionately hate that feeling so much myself. Because it is so centered in the drives that motivate every other aspect of me. Is why it also spills over and influences all the ways I want to contribute as well. How if I could, and I will, 
I would just be a bridge to anyone who didn't see that power of creation in themselves. And how if I could, and I will. I would provide resources and doors to anyone who started out feeling like they didn't have any. And how if I could, and I will, I would just be a channel of abundance for everyone. Now, I got deep into that. If you haven't listened to or gotten that essence of me out of why I do this podcast or why I do anything from the past episodes, I got deep into all of that to say that even I forget at times that I'm in charge, despite how close to the chest that understanding is to me in delivering and providing for my primary motive in life, which is to have options just to never feel constrained. And I'll examine and share with you how it only reinforces and returns me right back with whiplash into this understanding when I forget. This understanding of taking ownership is what we're talking about. Despite disadvantages inherited or otherwise, that understanding, that ownership is still mine to take despite anything. And that if I apply this understanding unconditionally, it inevitably leads me to abundance if I take ownership. And how this pattern that I mentioned I've discovered in my life is really a pendulum that swings me back and forth from the two opposite ends of this understanding. One being that I'm completely in charge, which leads me to abundance, and the other being that I'm totally powerless in what is happening to me, which holds back all the abundance. And it's funny and sad how much time is wasted and quickly you can spiral and descend when that pendulum lands your pattern in the bad or unwanted zone, the powerless zone. How much time you can spend there. In reflection, in reflection, I discovered this oscillation of the pendulum and its effects on my own life. In some cases, almost so glaringly obvious that it's comical. Even though I feel and I'm asserting that I am in charge most of the time, admittedly, there are times I am being led. And as I've aged and lived more of my life, I can recall now a handful of situations and circumstances in which I was forced out of, into, away from, and towards a particular shift, inflection points to downright near-death experiences, some that I can't quite reconcile with this always-in-control mantra, at least at the time of the happening. Now, the problem that I've discovered, and I'm discovering as talking about this, that lends to this pattern, this bad pattern that I find myself in, is that after an uncontrollable event such as this, this inflection point or drastic shift, what I do wrong is I fail to ascertain control soon after an uncontrollable event. So something drastic happens that's out of my control, 
and I almost forget that I can regain control. And the longer I spend in that state, disconnected from taking control again, and by control, I mean even in the perspective of ownership that ultimately I am not victim to what is happening and that there is always available levers to pull, even if internally, and how you view it. The longer I spend in that state where I don't regain control of my perspective even, from returning to homeostasis of ownership of at least that, where I can at the least immediately take ownership for my internal state regardless of the slower changing outside circumstance that will flow from that peaceful internal state of ownership ultimately, the longer I spend disconnected from that and into that powerless end of the pendulum, the more time I waste. And not surprisingly, the less the universe works with me. And as soon as I realize and apply again and swing the pendulum back, the universe is happy to comply. And almost to a degree of hilarity when I realize this. It's really funny because in, in those drastic moments where I'm being forcefully shifted, I go kicking and screaming. Sometimes I stay kicking and screaming for a while, like I said, because I refuse to accept how such things outside of me can uncontrollably happen. And I wallow in that loss of control by continuing that kicking and screaming, staying uncomfortably discontent with everything that mounts and mounts until it reaches a peak, the peak of the utmost despair at a point which I revisit some of the fundamental aspects of what I spoke about so far, only to realize it's up to me despite what happened. And by this time, I've probably wasted a bunch of time, months, maybe a year. And then in that realization of that ownership side of the pendulum from which I am more inclined to operate from anyway, I return. And then I begin to optimize my life. From that peak of despair... I finally realize, no, it's up to me. And I start to repair my life, begin to optimize, begin to live again. And naturally, that begins the good momentum. And soon I'm grooving, coasting. The kicking and screaming being a distant memory, even if not much time has passed. And bam. I'm no longer stuck in where I felt stuck, that I was forcefully thrown into, because the universe provides immediately, as soon as it knows I've mastered that level. Soon as that kicking and screaming stops, almost within days or months, despite how long I was stuck, how long I kept myself stuck, almost so fast that I want to slap myself for almost choosing to stay stuck by not applying this very principle in regaining ownership, applying that understanding, and ultimately emoting to the universe, expressing to the universe that I am ready for the next level, that I am bigger than what I found myself in. And the funny part is, and stupid actually because of how badly I've misframed this and how that framing actually takes away my own power from myself. Usually after emoting to the universe, I'm bigger than whatever I'm in because I'm cruising again. 
I've taken full ownership and I'm showing up 100% despite the challenge I'm facing or felt stuck in, usually in two to three months of this clear emoting that I'm bigger, the universe graduates me to the next level. Which again, (laughs) with sad hilarity, I go into kicking and screaming. Not recognizing as if it's not exactly what I just asked for. Not seeing how it's actually delivering to me objects of my own desire. How I'm actually being led into experiences that will create the man I've always wanted to be. And in not seeing that off the bat, and going in kicking and screaming, I waste the time I could instead just go from cruise to cruising faster. Instead of totally slamming the brakes, crashing, wasting time rebuilding, and then finally returning to the road again to cruise, I waste time, all because I don't see how the new shift, which I'm calling abrupt, was actually a deliverance by the universe of something of my own yearning, which I'm mistakenly framing as a challenge, when instead, it's a blessing. And that misframing takes away that subtle power that I talked about. And here's the thing. I've always somewhere inside of me recognized this pattern that I, once I optimized, I go to the next level. But what shifted from this podcast I listened to this week is that softening of looking at this as a challenge into looking at it as a blessing. I say that because I've seen this pattern play out. And the way I've always said it to myself was, oh, the universe, as soon as it knows I finally got the hang of it, bam. It's like, you've mastered that, man. Now I'm going to throw you into the next thing. Almost like a FU challenge. Almost like, oh, you think you're good? Try this. And the problem with that even though it does get my competitive juices flowing and to deliver a F you right back and prove how good I am. The problem in there is so subtle in the misframing of this as a challenge is because as humans, again, we tend to avoid pain and seek comfort that sometimes I can and have found myself contributing to my own wasting and delaying of mastery in an attempt to optimize out of that pain. In an attempt to not prove yet I am ready for that next challenge. In a way to stay in the comfortable misery of the current challenge. To avoid the next one that I surely would be thrown into if I proved to the universe I was ready and good on this one. The problem in calling it a challenge in there is so subtle that the human in me wants to to cling to this current challenge and kick and scream in this current challenge because it knows once I get this one, I'm only going to be given another one because that's how I frame it as a challenge. And this, this misframing of all of this, of the situations we find ourselves in and the misframing of it to me and calling it a challenge Despite the competitive spirit it encourages, this misframing, in combination with our own human tendency to seek comfort and actually run away from challenges, 
unless we're in a particularly excited state. This misframing has actually what caused me to waste more time than anything else. Because the human in me does not want to do all the right things to get to cruising stage if all it means is the universe is only going to up the ante and make it more difficult. And as a human optimizing for comfort, the incentive is misaligned. And yes, I can be all rah-rah, I'm competition ready like anybody else. But I'm telling you this because you do not maintain that state outside of maybe 10% of the time. And how you frame things, the other 90% makes 90% of the difference. And the framing I found this week to be most productive in what I think the universe is doing to me and upping the challenge and difficulty level, that framing like I peppered into the conversation earlier, is that the universe is actually delivering a blessing. One that I asked for, not a challenge. And what's actually happening is that once I'm emoting to the universe that I'm cruising and mastering, and what I mean by that is, and what that translates to for me, is despite how much I've been kicking and screaming, despite how much I hate what has been or what is still around me, despite all of that, that I'm now living life regularly. And I'm happy again, despite what's around me. I have reset my goals and I'm pursuing them, despite that abrupt shift. And I'm now exercising, meditating, and progressing and ringing on all fronts. That's what I call cruising and mastering. And once I emote that to the universe... What happens when I'm in that state of firing on all cylinders despite anything else? What I'm emoting is that I'm ready. And I am actually in the optimal receiving mode of what is to come next that is best for me. What is what I want most for me? And this optimal state is what encourages it along. Not as a F you, here's another challenge, buddy but more as an advancement along the path that I actually want for myself. Even if I don't see it right away. And I fail to recognize this as a blessing that it is. Because I fail to realize how I'm actually inviting the blessing by being in the most receptive mode when I'm most at peace and progressing. And yes, That blessing may come with requiring more of me, but it is actually something I wanted and asked for instead of being thrown upon. And this failure to recognize this blessing and framing it as a challenge is what causes me to go into it kicking and screaming and what causes me to continue kicking and screaming in the current state, all in an attempt to avoid emoting that I want the next level or the difficulty increased again, delaying my life. Now realizing that that kicking and screaming is actually communicating, keep that blessing away from me, standing in my own way to the next blessing. You know that thing I want for myself? Nah, nah, just keep it to yourself, universe. I'm just going to stay here at this level and cling to my familiar misery instead. Or even worse at times, oh my God, I hate this new misery. I want to go back to my old misery that I knew because it was so familiar and at least I knew it and it was comfortable and I hate this new one. 
and having preferences on which misery. All the while failing to recognize the trajectory of blessings abundantly provided for me. And in essence, of misframing this all as a challenge and the subsequent cling to misery and kicking and screaming and victim mentality all of this births during those moments when I'm disconnected from my own power is that I fail to deliver and acquire the abundance of options that I overarchingly live my entire existence for. My primary driver I fail to deliver on. And I elongate the time wasted and delay the trajectory of blessings that would best put me in the best position to contribute. So the steps to the next version of you, are they a challenge or a blessing? The speed by which you invite abundance lies on the other end of how you answer this question. Don't stand in the way. Don't slow it down. Love you, family. See you in the next show.